Hello everyone. I'm going to continue talking about God's incredible love. And today I want to focus on being grounded in his incredible love. In our last teaching, we saw how great, how wonderful this love of God is. And we saw how Paul expressed it in the prayer. And we're just going to start off by reading Ephesians chapter 3 verses 14 to 17 again. And it says, for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he will grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So as we look at this prayer in a little bit more detail, we see that Paul prays that we may be rooted and grounded in love. To be rooted means to become stable. It means to be firm. It means that this love of God, this incredible love that we're talking about, causes us to be thoroughly grounded, fixed, immovable. No matter what the storm is, we are fixed and we are immovable because we are rooted and grounded in love. And it's interesting that Paul doesn't just use the word rooted, but he says to be rooted and to be grounded. Now, these two words are very similar, but they have two different Greek words when you look at the original translation. So to be grounded means to be erect. It means to lay the foundation for something to be stable or to be erect. Now, it's not too dissimilar from the word rooted, but I honestly believe that Paul used these two words to emphasize to us how God's love is our foundation. The knowledge of God's love, the understanding of the love of God is our very foundation that makes us firm, that makes us stable, that makes us erect and thoroughly grounded. I love erect. (laughs) When you stand erect, you know, thoroughly grounded because of the foundation which is the love of God. You see that word grounded is the same word that we see in the book of Matthew and the book of Luke, which we will turn to soon, when he talks about the man that built his house on the rock. And this rock did not fall when the storms came. Why? Because it was founded upon a rock. So let's turn to it. Let's look at it in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 25. In Matthew chapter 7 and verse 25, Paul So let's look at it here. Matthew 7, 25. It says, we'll start from verse 24. 
It says, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine, this is Jesus talking. It says, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, it will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. So who is the wise man? The person that hears what Jesus is saying and does them. Not just hears it, but hears it and does them. It says that man is a wise man that built his house on the rock. And he says the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. And it did not fall, for it was founded. So that word founded is that same word to be grounded in love. So he says it did not because it was founded on the rock. So that means it was firm. It was stable on the rock. So it didn't matter what the rains looked like. It didn't matter what the storms looked like. It didn't matter what beat against it. It did not fall. And that is the same thing for you and I. When we are rooted and grounded in this love of God. It doesn't matter what comes. We stand and we do not fall. You know, the Bible says in Psalm 78 and verse 35 that God is our rock. It was the rock for the Israelites and he's also our rock today. God is our rock. So when he's talking about being founded on that rock, he's talking about being founded on God. So let's turn to Psalm 78 and verse 35. So it says in Psalm 78 and verse 35 says, And they remembered, talking about the Israelites, and they remembered that God was their rock. God was their rock. And the high God, their redeemer. God was their rock. So God is your rock today. But the scripture also says, if you turn with me to 1 John chapter 4 and verse 8, it also says in 1 John 4, 8, that he that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. So God is your rock and God is love. So when we're talking about being founded on the rock, who is God? We're also talking about being founded on his love. This incredible love that God has for us. Our rock is God. Our foundation is his love. And Paul prays this prayer because he says that you may be rooted and grounded in love. And being rooted and grounded in love, you will be able to comprehend with all the saints. So we're talking about family. Remember we had to talk about Ephesians chapter 4 where Paul had referred to how he was bowing his knees to our father. That word father being a word that is used within the context of family relationship. And now we're related to God and to one another by the blood of Jesus Christ. He's from whom the whole family. So here is now talking about all the saints, all the saints in the family that we may comprehend with one another because together, all together as one family, we express the, f the full expression of the love 
of God. Together, we show, we lay hold of the power of his immeasurable breadth, length, depth, height of his love. It's immeasurable. But together, we understand it. Together, as you and I are secure, as you and I are grounded, as you and I are founded and firm, together, we comprehend, we come to an understanding, or we lay hold of the the total immeasurable dimensions of this love of God. I think that is absolutely incredible. We are children of God. We belong to a family. God is our Father. The blood of Jesus Christ makes us ears and joint ears with our Father and with Him. We are linked and related to one another by this blood. In some respects, the bond in this family of God is greater than even the bond in our physical, natural families. Because this is a family that is both here on earth and in heaven. We continue to be family. Whereas we know that our physical families will exist in a different way when we get to heaven. So the bond of this family the love that we all share together, a common father, is tighter, is stronger than even our natural, physical families. So we want to know him. We want to know him. Paul goes on to say in verse 19 that we should know the love of Christ. We should know the love of Christ. And what that means is that we should know intimately the love of Christ. We should know in a great variety of applications. I love that. In a great variety of applications in in so many different places where we find ourselves. This is the practical nature. That word application talks about the practical demonstration and evidence of this love in our life that we would know it in a great variety of applications and with many implications that we will know it practically in the same way as we saw God displayed to us when he sent his son Jesus or as we saw it displayed in our Lord Jesus Christ when he died on the cross that we will know it that well that it will be that real to us in so many ways. You see, the love of Christ here is not human love. It is unconditional. It is eternal. It is always given. It never blames. It never condemns. It never looks at you where you are, but it looks at you where God has called you to be and positioned you. This love of Christ is incredible and it's described in some more details when we look at Romans chapter 8 verse 35 to 39. It talks about the love of Christ and here remember Paul's prayers that we will know 
the love of Christ. So let's read a little bit more about this love of Christ. In Romans 8, 35 to 39. And it says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Remember, the prayer was that we would know the love of Christ. And here in Romans 8.35, it says, Who? Who will separate you from the love of Christ? It is, it is incredible. I remember we were also talking about the practical applications. As we have already seen it demonstrated. So it goes on to say, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Shall all these things be able to separate us from this incredible love of Christ, the love of God we've been talking about? For it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are accounted a sheep for the slaughter. But verse 37 says, no. Because in all these things, in all these things, the tribulations, the distress, the persecution, the famine, the nakedness, the peril, the sword, in all these things that come against us, it says you and I are more than conquerors. Through him who loved us because he loved us in all these things we are more than conquerors what does that mean it goes in my notes to say here that the word more than conquerors describes one who is super victorious who wins more than an ordinary victory but who is overpowering in achieving abundant victory it goes on to say in my notes that it is not the language of conceit, but of confidence. Christ's love conquered death. And because of his love, we are more than conquerors. Christ's love. We're talking about the love of Christ. That we may know the love of Christ. Christ's love conquered death. And because of this love of Christ... We are more than conquerors over anything that comes because nothing has the power, nothing has the right, nothing has the ability, nothing has the might to separate us from this love because this love makes us more than conquerors because of the love of God. Then he goes on to say, for I am persuaded, this is Paul, by the Spirit of God saying, I am persuaded. I am convinced without any doubt. I am persuaded that there is nothing. I am convinced. I am, I am, I believe it beyond anything else. Fully persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. Not any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, Paul's prayer, I hope you're understanding it now, 
was that we may know the love of Christ because it passes knowledge. This love passes anything you could reason about in your mind. It is divine. It is divine. It is the love of Christ that gives you the victory. It is the love of Christ that causes you to win all the time. It is the love of Christ that is overpowering in achieving abundant victory. It is the love of Christ that makes you more than a conqueror. It is the love of God in Christ Jesus that means that nothing can separate us from this love. So my word to you today is that you and I need to be grounded in this incredible love. Grounded, rooted and grounded in it. Make it your foundation. Make it the thing that is more important than anything else. Your stability, your rock. Because it will keep you standing erect. Not principalities, nothing will move you. The love of God, the love of Christ will keep you standing erect. So be grounded, be rooted, be fixed in that love. I pray that you will know the love of Christ in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. See you soon.